When Rude Hullet paid Ipswich £6 million for Kieran Dyer in 1999, Newcastle fans were expectant. That expectant feeling never left until the moment he signed for West Ham in 2007. Dyer qualifies as one of Newcastle's worst players for much the same reason Michael Owen does. Both had undeniable quality on their day, and both were full England internationals, but Kieran's Newcastle career was littered with constant bouts of injury, undisclosed illnesses, and at times an alleged unwillingness to carry out the function for which he was paid so much money. The word enigma doesn't quite cover what was going on when Dyer was unavailable for selection. Whatever his ailments, the Geordies would have been a lot more sympathetic towards him, and have much fonder memories of him, had they only been told the reasons why he was missing from the starting eleven for months at a time, along with full and frank admissions of why he was allegedly unhappy to carry out the wishes of the manager. If the fans' opinions of Dyer's first four years at Newcastle were split due to his moments of undeniable brilliance almost cancelling out the blatant shows of apathy on the field, then the collective minds were made up on a night in Barcelona in December 2002, and the nail well and truly hammered home following reports of his reluctance to play on the wing in a game against Middlesbrough in late 2004. In the end, four different managers tried and failed to prize open the box of mysteries that was Kieran Dyer. Best Moment Kieran's time at Newcastle was sprinkled with great moments. His first goal for the club against Sunderland, the cheeky back-heeled goal against Olympiacos in the UEFA Cup, a game in which he was outstanding playing up front alongside Alan Shearer, or the wonderful finish after leaving the Everton midfield for dead and jinking the ball Beardsley-like past the last defender at Goodison Park in March 2000. Dyer's best moment, however, has to be the time he broke Newcastle's Southampton jinx. Newcastle fans hated going to the Dell, even more so when a certain Matthew Letizia was wearing a red and white striped shirt. In the old second division, Newcastle played there 11 times and won just two. In the old first division, they played 13 games there, winning just one, that victory being all the way back in 1972. In the Premier League, Newcastle visited the Dell eight times and only came back with one solitary point in 1997. Their FA Cup record was even worse, five away games, five defeats. Things didn't look good then, when Newcastle were handed a third round tie against Southampton in January 2004. The only positive thought the fans could muster was that the tie would be staged at Southampton's new St Mary's Stadium and not the Dell. Dyer provided a masterclass that night, scoring the first and then mesmerising both Michael Svensson and Klaus Lundekvam before tucking the ball in the far corner to score the third and hand Newcastle a 3-0 victory. After the game, Sir Bobby Robson gave the press some intricate details about the state of Dyer's bowels and an operation that was needed in relation to a constipation issue. I'm aware I'm contradicting myself here, but maybe we didn't need to know exactly what was keeping him out of the team. As Duran Duran once said, too much information.